Welcome to the North Idaho Archery Podcast, the crossroads of archery and adventure. I'm John, and I'm here with my buddies, Austin and Jake. We own and operate North Idaho Archery Pro Shop in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Join us for the discussion on all things archery, the great outdoors, and unique tales from our past adventures. As veterans and archery nerds, we're here to immerse you in the world of bows, arrows, and techniques. Whether you're a seasoned archer or just starting out, we're your go-to source for archery insights, stories, and camaraderie. It's not just about hitting the target, it's about perfecting the shot. This is the North Idaho Archery Podcast, where the thrill of the bullseye meets the precision of the bowstring. Let's live life at full draw. And we're live. We are live now. Oh, sweet. I just started it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Well, welcome to the show, Mr. Reno. Oh, thanks, thanks for guys. tuning in. Here we Thank are. You. Episode number two. Uh, today, we are joined by our guest, Mr. Reno. And uh, we'll get into it. He's got multi- He's got a couple different names. Um, Ricky Boy. Re- Reeks. <laughs> Reno. Renob. We- oh, wow. Uh, let's, just, let's just stick with Reno. Well, I like Reno. Um, but yeah, so we're just going to have him uh, talk about his journey. Um, so Reno is a brand new archer. And brand new hunter. 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 Yeah. hunter and right? archer. And archer. Um, and we brought him on to kind of share his journey, um, just starting out into archery because we know that just getting into archery is kind of a daunting thing, right? So, oh yeah. Well, I think just getting into hunting in general yeah, is, such, for sure. is such a daunting thing. You didn't, you didn't grow up in a family that hunted. No. Um, I mean, the industry is, it's very difficult to, to understand the lingo and the linguistics when you're trying to figure out the fishing game laws, when you're trying to figure out where to go, what to do. And so I think this will be an interesting topic for people, and I think there's a lot of people that uh, are interested in becoming hunters who, just like you, you know, did not grow up in a hunting family, yeah, didn't have those mentors growing up, and had to start from the beginning later on in life. So why don't you just tell us, how old are you, Reno? Uh, 31, about to turn 32 in December. Okay. So, <clears throat> yeah, I started shooting i want to say fifth grade i saw who's that dude in yellowstone the dad kevin costner kevin costner <laughs> i saw his robin hood. i didn't think we were gonna go into yellowstone on this. i saw Here his robin hood and i was like dude that can i cuss yeah i was like that was fucking sick <laughs> like it was so cool i was like i want a bow and i was living with my grandparents at the time and i i begged my grandpa for a bow begged him begged him begged him and then we finally went to walmart and bought one of those green like 15 pound bows and i shot that till it blew up essentially and that was like a year and a half i shot that every day and then i moved back to my parents house and on my way back he wrote me a check to go buy a bow and so i bought a recurve that i had until probably like 10 years ago i didn't shoot it all that much after like once high school started because then i was like skateboarding and girls and sure absolutely sports and all the things give a heck about shooting bows and then um i had a massive head injury skateboarding when i when i was 22 and so skateboarding was kind of out of the question couldn't really do it anymore my equilibrium was off and I decided to get into cooking. So I became like a chef. And then 
not until like five years ago, I was like, I want to buy like a real bow. I'm down. I like the other one was like 35 pounds. So I knew even at that time, like I was interested in hunting. I was like, okay, I'm going to So like buy five it. years ago is when your interest really peaked in hunting? Not even peaked. It just like, it, like I saw, I think a YouTube video, probably like a Cam Haynes video. And mm -hmm. I was like, dude, that's sick. Like compound bows are awesome. So I went on Amazon and bought a bear that had all the stuff on it, like sight, oh, stabilizer, yeah. sure. yeah. all that shoot stuff. Package. And I bought like a, like a true fire finger trigger and shot that until it also blew up like and i didn't know there was like mate didn't know you had to maintain <laughs> a bow and so i shot that and then i bought um expedition express for like 600 bucks threw all my old stuff on there and then i'm a tinker and so i love that eventually slowly bought like a new site new stabilizer i went to a thumb like a thumb button and I did that and then I dropped it for a couple of years. I just like not interested. It kind of like went away. And then up until like now it'd be like probably closer to nine months. I started shooting again and then I saw you guys were opening and I was like, dude, hell yeah. We don't have like out here. We don't really have other than the spot over in Spokane, which is like, long ways away not really but it, it just it i would go it feels to, like it yeah it feels like it and so and like nobody really helped all that much at black sheep or north 40 and stuff like that and so when i found out you guys were opening i was so stoked and i came in opening day i bought a new yeah can release. i can i touch on that yeah i just want to let all of our what are you touching John? I'm, I'm gonna touch him right now nice. no but to all of our all of our listeners out there are two right now that we have um reno i remember he was probably one of our top like top guys in the top 10 that came in that day i remember oh, seeing yeah. this guy came in has a little fanny pack across his chest <laughs> i'm like this guy looks like a stud you know and he's just a super genuine guy he started yeah, talking to us legit. right away and he seemed super motivated and to see him come in with that exhibition expedition that you did have right yeah to now where you are with that new PSE Mach 34 you have. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, mm -hmm. he's been coming in religiously, and right, we have some Bowflex dumbbells out in the range. And I want to say we're, we're going to get yeah. into his progression as we get Well, I was, just gonna say, well I, I was just going to say, though, just to see where he, you know, day one coming in to constantly coming in now, it's, just, yeah. it's been really cool it's to been watch. Super impressive. I think you were our yeah. first member. For was, range. You was, were, you're member number I one. I was giving you guys shit for like two months because you yeah. couldn't get the lock. Oh, and I came in like every day. I was like, is oh, it yeah. ready yet? Is it ready yet? Yeah, it's ready. Be, and it's, it's funny because I week. never. Next week. Like I don't really come in all that much. After, other than like the days you guys are closed, I'll come in. But I normally show up like right after work and just get like try to get at least like 50 shots in just to mm -hmm. make sure your, your your perseverance man is inc is incredible and mm -hmm. I, I think we're going to get into that as we get along into this podcast about how what motivates you to to continue shooting the way you're shooting and make yourself better every day but um i, I guess my first question for you is what was the tipping point that made you decide you wanted to get into hunting rather than just archery in general and in that same token why archery over rifle? I mean, we 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 all know archery is kind of the where people mature to after they rifle hunted for a long time, because frankly, rifle hunting is 
considerably easier to harvest an animal mm -hmm. in general. Um, and so you kind of started uh, behind the ball, right? Like you, you started hunting in a sport that is very difficult to do, and you never came from a hunting background. Yeah. So kind of walk us through what was that motivation to, to go into it, and, and why go into it at the most difficult spot that you possibly could? Well, the main motivation was um, I'm having a baby in the next couple months. Congrats on that. Oh, thank you. I uh, I wanted to put her first meat. Some I wanted like her her first meat to eat to be something that I harvested or killed. Heck yeah! Like I wanted that was like, and like I had wanted to hunt ever since I was like little. But like I said, there was no one in my family or like friends that hunted. I was only friends with like skateboarders and like dirt bags and <laughs> I love all you guys but like we didn't go out in the woods other than get like drunk or <laughs> fucked up or something <laughs> so yeah I uh I just wanted to put food on the table and that challenge uh, like you said with like the rifle and the bow and honestly I don't have like a, <laughs> a good rifle to go out and hunt so I was like I'm not spending an extra like I've already spent so much money on my so bow. So it's an economical decision. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah. How's that? How's that? That's how's that working out for you now? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got to fucking cool it a little bit. <laughs> the only thing I can really buy right now is arrows that I freaking explode. So But yeah, it was uh I don't know, man. It, it and plus like you hear everybody talk about it and how archery is so challenging. And I was like, maybe I do need something a little bit more other than like, cause I step back and work a little bit. I got a bit like a, not a better job, but a job that I can have like three days off with my kid eventually. And so work was always like a big challenge type of thing. And then I was like, I need something also. I do like to get like push myself and archery. Honestly, it's like, Sucks. That's, that's <laughs> been hunting. fun to watch, man. It's, yeah, it's been it's, fun uh, to watch. It, it, at the same time, it's so awesome. So awesome. But at the, it also is like one of the hardest things I've ever done. And so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been so cool to watch your journey, yeah. right? Like, so we've got, we've you know, you dive into this thing and now it's like you're hunting. You've got a purpose. And so we go into your first season, you know, what this last, this is your first like hunting season, yeah. right? Yeah. So how has that been? I mean, like you, you harvested, right? Yeah, I you, did. You I got, got your first deer. I got a little two point, uh, white tail on September 8th for all our East coast listeners is a four point four um, point. But yeah. if you live out here, it's a two point. Yeah. So. Yeah. Another remind me to tally hole back to that, the whole point game. Oh <laughs> yeah. It, uh, yeah, it was, um, I was going to go out that morning. I was going to go out to the Coeur d'Alene's and try to go find an elk, but I was super tired that night and I was like, I'm not going out there to go camp. And my father-in-law has property out around the lake. He has a couple, like almost like 80 acres. And I was like, I'm gonna go up there. I've seen trails and I've seen deer shit and nothing like it's, I knew there was deer up there. 
And so I went, I got up like super early, went out there and <laughs> I started hiking up. I didn't, I didn't bring anything with me cause I knew I could like get back to the truck if like I didn't even take my tags or anything is I was just like I want Don't say to, that. Oh Don't say yep, that. I had the tags in my back pocket. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> but I didn't bring like my backpack or really anything. I just and I uh, I knocked up right at the car and started walking up and uh I have a six thirty alarm that goes off every day and it's the only time I've ever walked out in the woods and not turned my fucking phone off. And right at six thirty, rookie mistake. My Murphy's fucking, law, baby. Murphy's law. If it can, it will. My, it lit up the whole <laughs> freaking place. Hell yeah, man! <laughs> the whole thing, like everything, had to have heard it. And so I was so defeated, like first thing in the morning. And so I lit. I sat down on a stump that was not even like fifteen yards from me. I was just like, "You suck so bad!" Like, oh yeah, it is self motivation. Your first, your first <laughs> season. And this is like day eight and you haven't, you haven't seen anything. You're like, you're not very good. And I look up and there's two bucks walking like from when I ranged them, it was 36 yards. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Immediately started getting the shakes, adrenaline, like nothing I've ever felt. It was so insane. And so I'm sitting there, sitting there ranged them 36 and some change and then i not i uh put my thumb button on the on the string and the deer one of the deer spot me because there's two ones behind bush and then one's like in the open the one behind the bush was a six point i guess had three on each side. Yeah. And then the yeah. other one had it's four. Three point. Three point. Okay. And then the other one was a two point. So yeah. I was like. No, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, 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 had a, I had a shot at the three point, but it was so small. And I have been practicing like crazy. And so oh, yeah. I thought. I was like, maybe I should take that shot. And then, I, and then also, like, you have so many. So it is my first year. When you see an animal, there's so many things going through your head. Oh, that you can't prep for, dude. No, you, no amount so of practice you can you prep so for that. So many things going through your head. You're like, oh, dude, am I in the right? Like one of the things that popped in my head was, am I in the right unit? Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like what unit? I'm in. I'm in three. <laughs> Do I have a tag for three? <laughs> like all these like questioning every oh, little thing sure. that you've ever done. Yep. And so all this stuff's going through my head and then the deer spots me and I was like, okay, I'm going to, and I'm crouching. I'm like, went from sitting on the stump and then I went to my knees and then I started to get up while, cause I couldn't like hit him with my range finder. And so I got up and I was crouching, range found him and then he spotted me. And so I started to stand up. He's still standing He's still looking at me broadside and he's like stomping his foot and so i pull back full draw stand up and then i kind of blacked out like i i th i'm a hot, good old buck oh, fever dude yep. dude i can't like i don't i i'm pretty sure because i ch i remember the last thing i remember is checking the bubble and being like okay good that's man. good 
muscle memory. And then I looked at him and I, I remember the sound of the, it, the thumb release going off, but I don't remember, like I almost a hundred percent that I punched the trigger. Oh, for sure you did. And then yeah. tagged it and it did, it took like a step back, made the craziest noise ever. And then like fell backwards immediately. And I was just like, God damn it. I fucking, cause I've seen videos and mm -hmm. I was like, I hit the spine yep. for sure. Um, and I was using like a Schwack, uh, expandable, like the Schwackers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I started freaking out. I was like, Oh my God, what's going on? Like immediately sh like shaking so bad. And I can't put, I couldn't believe I f fucking hit it. Mm -hmm. Like, and so I start, I like sit there for a second and it's wiggling around, wiggling, like didn't, wasn't like, uh, wasn't trying to get, or it was trying to get up, but it couldn't get up. And I felt so bad. Cause oh, yeah. I was just like, I was like, God damn it, man. And so I walk like it was looking right at me and I was like, damn it. And so I immediately thought like, you got to give it time to die. You gotta mm -hmm. give it time to die. So I went back to my truck to grab all my stuff, came back, um, called my wife immediately, could barely talk, was like, wish, like, oh, babe, oh yeah. down. Yeah. It was just like, and then I called my brother-in-law and he said he'd come out. And then I called you, Austin. Yeah. Out dude. on freaking Instagram Messenger. And you, okay. Yeah. I'm going to get your impression, but when I called you, you're like, hello? <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's fucking pissed. It's like 6.45 in the morning. Like, oh, he probably no, wanted to sleep. And then I was like, I got a buck. And you're like, no shit. And I was like, yeah, dude. And, I was, and then I started talking to you and telling you that it wasn't dead yet. And you're like, okay, you might have to give it like 30 minutes. You might have to put a second shot yeah. into it. And you're telling me how to do that, like try to go away from their face so they don't see you, try to like mm -hmm. get – because it was laying on its side and I could see its chest. It was like a perfect shot. But at that time, like I was trying – I'm more emotional now mm -hmm. thinking about it, but at the time I was like, I have a buck. Dude, you know when I mean? you called, it was so freaking cool. Like when you called and you can hear it, right? You can hear the nerves and the voice. Oh, yeah. You're like – I just killed a buck. Yeah. Like that, dude. That's that's a feeling that you just can't it, explain no. to people. Yeah. You know? no, and like, it was like better than any skateboarding dude. trick I'd ever done. Oh, better dude, than you, like. You can't reproduce it. You no. can't explain it. No. You can't fake it. It's so it's, real. Yeah. You know, and it's animalistic. A hundred percent. And yeah, it feels like something you like every single person's done since oh, forever. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, I mean, right. You know, like yeah. you've, you've just provided yeah. You know, it's such a cool, and like, you know, archery is not perfect, right? No. Like I've, and that's I've, what everybody keeps telling dude, me. Cause I'm like, I've hit deer high before. Yeah. I mean, it's, I ended up shoulder blading it and it hit. So it was quartering to shoulder blade, but I, from what I, when we were breaking it down, I hit lung, a nicked mm -hmm. lung. And so it was going to die, mm -hmm. but it was going to take a long yeah. time. And so when I, Got off the phone with you. I waited a while. I think I waited, honestly, because I'm so impatient. I think I waited like 20 minutes. I had like called a couple more people. I called my father-in-law. I texted my mom. I was just like so stoked. And uh, 
And I walked up to it, and he was still alive. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I had one fixed blade. I had a kudu. It's like two, two inches. And I just, I was like, because um, he was on, he didn't even leave the uh, trail. Like he fell right down yeah. on the trail. And so there was, there was high grass like up like two feet. And so I snuck up on him and he heard me coming up, but he didn't see, ever see me on the second shot. And so I just put it on right over his heart and freaking sent it. And yeah. it went straight through him, died within 10 seconds. Yeah. Like he, <laughs> I heard the gurgle, like the, mm -hmm. the blood going into the, I think cause I hit lungs again and I hit heart like straight through it. And I heard the gurgle, he spit up blood and then he died. And mm -hmm. I sat there for a second cause you can still see like the heart that was, it's insane. The things you remember, like mm -hmm. I remember like everything was brighter. The freaking sunrise was freaking so, so crazy. And I remember seeing the heart beating or like, it was like on the chest. You're and about then to I get remember a bright it. lesson in the hunting world okay. right now. This are some things that we don't talk about because people get squeamish about the graphics, oh. specifically anti hunters. Okay, well, don't listen to the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, no, that's no, that's a cool thing, right? Because yeah, I love hearing it. We're all hunters. We love hearing it, you know. And that's the reality of it. That's and great. I love that's why I love hearing it. No, it's great. Yeah. I just want you to be aware, right? Yeah. When you talk to people and you start talking about the gurgle and you start talking about, you know, he wasn't dying. He was main death moans and things like that. Yeah. The people who don't like hunting, yeah, they really just don't like that. Right? Yeah, <clears throat> and I can understand it. They, they 100%, have sympathy dude, with the I, th I think about, but no joke, I think about the shot almost every day since it's yeah. happened, and mm -hmm. it has only been like a month and a half. Mm -hmm. But I like the, the re I came in that after we broke down the animal, I came here and shot for an hour. Yeah. Oh no, that's what I was about to tell people. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a one of the coolest things about Reno. One of the reasons we really love him. One reason we become friends with him is because he went out, he was successful, and it wasn't good enough, right? He was It was never good enough for him. He didn't make the shot that he wanted to make, so he came back to the shop, and he kept shooting. <clears throat> to me, that that's perseverance, man. That's telling me you're, you're a student of the game. Hunting is its own greatest teacher, right? You're going to make mistakes. But next time, you're not going to make that mistake, yeah. right? No. Right? No. You made it once. It isn't going to happen again. Yeah. Well... No, it I mean, might, maybe your, your turn. <laughs> things happen, right? But he's not going to take a subpar shot, right? Yeah, no, yeah. It's, yeah. I gotta like, and I've been doing like workouts to like get your heart rate up and like run and then shoot and try and making sure you make that controlled shot. Mm -hmm. Do the whole process all the way through. I bought a freaking hinge because I was like, dude, I got a surprise shot. I got mm -hmm. a freaking. I got to do the animal justice. Like, I don't want... I so, again, dude, this is one of the reasons I love you. Yeah. yeah, this is one of the reasons I'm, like, so excited for you getting into the, the sport of archery and into hunting is because, you know, I know guys who have been hunting for 20-plus years, and they might shoot their bow 10 times before they go out and shoot at an animal in the woods and, like, ah, shot another one in the, in the guts because they just don't train. They don't yeah. care. Mm -hmm. It's for them, it's... And, you know, I'm not saying they don't respect the animal, but... It's different for those guys. They're not in it for the same things you're in it for, right? Yeah. And that's what I love about it because we're all in it for those same things. Yeah. There's a reason why we shoot as much as we do. There's a reason why we train. There's a reason why we're scouting all spring, hiking our asses off. And for you to come into it and have no knowledge of what you're supposed to be doing and just pushing yourself, 
past what 95% of people are doing. Super fun to watch, man. Yeah. It's been super, super cool. It's been a freaking fun, like fun, like I said, like nine months where it's just like just getting into it. And I like, as soon as I got like, because we just started eating it, we froze everything. It's a, unlike elk deer doesn't last as much and so we're kind of no, like waiting yeah, you know yeah i mean and i just we you just go through it pretty ate, quick you know yeah we just made a stew with some of like the mm. chunks or whatever and it was so good yeah. it was like insane <laughs> like the feeling like everybody talks about it how like when you eat the animal that you killed you remember everything like you were went through mm-hmm. to do that and it, oh, it, it was sure, a man. super easy hunt like it was so lucky because mm-hmm. my phone went off and the freaking deer heard it, but they were just like, Dude, you know what I mean? I'll didn't even what, register. I have, so I have a, a whitetail story that's like similar, right? Like it's just sometimes just the stars align. Yeah. Right? So like, so the last buck I shot in Wisconsin, it was on public ground. Um, it was right before rifle season. We got a huge snowstorm. I was sitting up in my stand and um, it, it was just like white out. Like the, the limbs were all heavy with snow. Like I couldn't see anything. And I'm like, ah, oh crap. Like, well, I'm going to do something that I've never done before. Uh, I'm just going to get down and cut tracks in the fresh snow. So I got out of my stand and I just started walking, looking for fresh buck tracks. And I found a set of tracks that were going up the hill. So I just started following them. Well, as I'm walking along, I had like my bino harness on and I was walking with an arrow knocked and uh, I had walked under some of these pine, pine boughs and knocked a bunch of snow all over myself. And like, it's all over my binos and my range finder. I'm like, ah, damn it. So I took a knee and I'm like looking down, cleaning up all my stuff. And I looked up and this buck is walking at me. Like I see him at 20 yards. I'm like, Oh shit. All I saw was horns. And I didn't know what buck it was. It was just a buck and I was on public land and it was almost to be like the orange army was coming. You know, yeah. I was like, it's do or die. So, and it just happened. He walked behind a, a bush that I was behind and he went behind the bush. I drew and he stepped out. And by the time he stepped out and I took a shot, he was probably 10 yards. Yeah. And I was kneeling on the ground. No idea you were there. No, it was the one of like, and he's not a giant. He's just a, a little three by three or whatever, or a little tiny four by four. And, uh, it, but that experience was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had, you know? And like, but it just, it felt like everything was going wrong mm-hmm. and it, and it worked right. And like so many times we've been out in the woods and you feel like you are in the perfect spot. You've got the perfect wind. You've got everything is set in it. And doesn't, it doesn't work. doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> the first time I saw a freaking elk this year, I did a freaking front flip off like a 10 foot embankment, <laughs> like yard sale, arrows everywhere, freaking tree in my back, like still have scars on my body from it. And I get up and I'm just like, dude, do you like, there's so many points during this season where I was just like, why, <laughs> why are you oh, doing this? And I get like my bow back together look at it make sure everything's all good. And I literally take like three steps and six elk just run away from me. Nice. And I was just like, I had no idea they were there. I was, oh, tra- yeah. I was walking back to my car. Cause I was like, I've been out here for eight hours it's freaking hot i'd have no idea where i am i know how to get because i have that 
app that shows you like your tracker and i oh, was yeah. like okay i know how to get back to my car but i was just like i was taking Which, a different there was no trails hugely important for new hunters yeah you know, oh, especially man. if you're not like expert in the woods dude yet. i paid that hundred bucks i was like no freaking no way for and, the onyx that thing, yeah yeah and that thing has come in handy so much of like you just can't get lost man yeah no. like, like, no. it's impossible as long as you set the track as long as you set the track right or you know where your truck's at yeah and your phone doesn't die i'm notorious for not marking the truck yeah and we'll be like we we're like nine miles deep like john and i would be this elk season and i'm like oh which which i'm like i know where we're at i'm pretty sure i know where we parked Mm -hmm. i'm like i gotta start marking it yeah you can also like i use base map i have onyx as well Mm -hmm. but i primarily use base map and farragut has an archery season every november so i was out hunting there two years ago and we have it's a gps right yeah but i my my ego is like no this is wrong the compass is wrong i am that i'm not going that way this technology I sucks yeah because i'm like there's no way that's the <laughs> yeah, right way technology is smarter than you so <laughs> i mean it's dark it's dark out this point i was kind of a little freaking out because i i'm new to the farragut area yeah. and i'm like nope not gonna follow that it makes no sense i'm not going that direction well i kept going <laughs> using my own navigation right <laughs> And I'm just going and going and going. Start smelling bro. North. No, I did a whole circle. I literally did a circle and ended back up where I started. Oh my god! So then welcome I welcome to the woods, boys. Yeah. So then I did actually grab my base map and I followed the direct. The, you didn't the have your you didn't have your grid map and protractor <laughs> and didn't compass. Have, you know, I one. wish I did. A little I did land nav it. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Isn't that stupid, man? Just the just the ego, ego. bro. Yeah. yeah, it's wrong. Well, and then you're like, if yeah, you don't mind, Reno, I. Uh, Obviously, I love listening to your hunting story. I think we just kind of got ahead of ourselves a little bit here. Yeah. Um, I really want this podcast to be kind of a, a learning thing for people who are trying to get into hunting. So I kind of want to ask you about your experiences just getting into it. So what was the number one resource that you used or that was helpful to you to gain the knowledge that you needed to get out into the field? Or were there multiple resources that you used? Was it friends? Was it family? Was it internet was it talking to the fishing game uh i would say the two most was youtube and then you guys i was in here i thought i was bugging you guys i was like i don't know how these guys feel about me because i'd go shoot i'd use the range for a little bit and then i'd sneak in listen to you guys talk and then i'd be like so guys <laughs> what is so this onyx map thing is it like legit <laughs> or i'd be like what it like where, what do you guys look for when you guys are doing like e scouting? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I went out to the woods, and I like so for first, our, so for some of our listeners, e scouting is is what we call when we're talk, looking at maps online on our phones instead of scouting on on foot. People call it e scouting, electronic scouting. So instead of having to do all the boot work, you're just doing it over your phone, and it's it's very effective for. A lot of people, especially guys who are hunting out of state mm-hmm. and want to get eyes on the ground before they ever get out there. A couple yeah. of those so, resources would be like Google Maps or So that's, Google that's what we're talking about with some of these linguistical things that are hard yes. for people to understand, right? Like, what is e-scouting? So, yeah. I didn't know what it was. Right. So, I heard it on YouTube, and I was like, e-scouting? What is this? Mm-hmm. And did a quick Google search, and they're like, electronic <laughs> scouting. The Googs. Nice. And so, yeah, we'll come in and ask you guys, like, what do you look, where are, where are the animals? You know what I mean? Because I went out there. I drove. Downtown Dalton Gardens. Yes. That's what I've heard. And I heard they actually have an archery season. Oh, you're wrong. <laughs> but go on. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, we uh, all of you guys like showed me on maps what like they bet where they bed normally like during the day and like uh, me and Austin actually shop closed and then me and Austin sat down for like an hour and a half and he's like okay you look at like where water's going to be that's number one you always like you always want to find where their water is and then you want that's a problem in Idaho there's water everywhere yeah yeah mm-hmm. well yes and then like hike ridges and like trying to like work on your bugle that was like probably the biggest learning curve that i and i suck dude i suck so bad. i thought no, dude, i yeah. thought i Don't thought i was good and then i went out with my brother-in-law and we went for four days out um closer to like mid idaho a little bit past st mary's and um he bugled the first time and i was just like oh <laughs> <laughs> I will shut this that's, down. That's what a freaking. That's what you're supposed <laughs> so to. So you're sound gonna call like the rest of the time here. A hundred percent. I think I bugled in the four days that we went out. I bugled maybe twice, and they both like, I my mouth was dry, <laughs> and I could. I just, oh yeah, like, here's the pressure. Burr. Burr. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it wasn't my fault. I don't want to look stupid right now. Yeah, dude. I used so. to. I used to just drive around when I was on patrol when I was working for the county. I would just roll around and rip out bugles while and i was I, working yeah for sure and yeah. i did i did that on the way to work for like yeah. a couple weeks straight thought i was good i bought the freaking elk <laughs> elk 101 app was listening to it like oh, on yeah. my way to work mm-hmm. ripping bugles i'm like fuck i'm a stud i got this God, and then this guy that's like been this. freaking hunting elk since he was like 11 years old ripped a bugle and i was just like oh dude so mm. i would say to get back to what you were saying, like the resources that I got from was YouTube, bunch of like the pros, like name drop real quick is Cam Haynes. And I'd listen to Elk Shape, who actually is like a neighbor of ours, kind of not like state right next yeah, to he's, us. Yeah, he's right across the border there. Um, and then I'd watch Dudley mm-hmm. and just like trying to, just trying to figure the game out and there's so much to learn mm. so do you feel like there's um like any specific things that you wish you had asked that when you got when you got in the field you're like nah, i would have been nice to know this not really that comes to mind i wish i would have pushed a little bit harder to get into into shape a sure. little bit for sure that is like if you're going elk hunting in Idaho, mm. or really, I, from what I've heard, really anywhere nowadays, because they're all pushed out to the mountains and they don't really chill anywhere in the valleys and stuff mm-hmm. like that, unless it's like some high fence operation or sure, whatever, right. you Probably are going to have to freaking put in so much work, dude. Right. You have to freaking hike. Yeah. It well, sucks. Well, yeah, I mean, if you want any level of success, yes. Yeah. I mean... Or, guys get it done on four wheelers, but not very often. No, but the you know the the game of man elk hunting is just like it will break you off because it, it's 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 fun until it's not fun anymore. Oh yeah, and you haven't heard a bugle and you've hiked for sixty miles and you're not finding any sign. And that's the thing is right. Like, well, I think we've talked about this in the past, right? Like, you can go into whitetail country 
And you're you're probably you're gonna find whitetails. You're gonna find whitetails. You're gonna find whitetails. Yeah. You could go into muley country and you're gonna find mule deer. Yeah. You could go into elk country and you might not find any elk in there. Or hear anything <laughs> or hear anything, or see yeah. sign or anything. So it, oh, it is it's, like I've oh I mean I grew up hunting here, right? I mean I know what elk hunt's about. And I was ready to quit this year. Like ready to put my bow down. I was a hundred <laughs> miles into the season without a vehicle. With yeah. a, like I had seen a bull a mile away and by the time me and my buddy wilson got to him or got to where he was uh, i mean he was probably another five miles away at that point he was nowhere to be found uh long story short but no it's uh it's a daunting thing to get into right so knowing what questions to ask is is super difficult and um i've always said hunting is its own greatest teacher right Mm -hmm. you can ask a million questions but until you experience it uh, my words don't really mean much until you're like, ah, okay, I get it now. I yeah. get what he's saying. That that finally clicks, right? Yeah. And it is like you, what you were saying, like what questions you would ask. I've also found that there are two type of hunters, at least where we live. There are ones that are super open like you guys, like tell you whatever other than your hunting spot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They want you guys want, and a lot of people around here want you to harvest uh, your animal correctly and do it right and make sure you're making like an ethical shot. But a lot of them are super closed mouthed. Right. A lot of hunters oh, do yeah. not yeah, say sure. shit. Mm-hmm. They won't tell you. Or they'll try to lead you astray. A hundred percent. Yeah. They'll just be like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like you just kind of got to put the work in. Right. You find and them where they are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that a lot. But yeah. there's a Which lot is of, true. And there's a lot of guys out here that are studs, and they kill every single year. They got their group. They know what they're yeah. doing. They've been hunting here for a long time, right? We have several guys that come in here that just they produce every year. And Austin and I, I mean, this is our first legit year hunting in Idaho. Mm-hmm. And we were out for you know a couple of days by ourselves, and we, we're figuring it out. Yeah, right. you know, we're, yeah. we're so putting this the work my, in there. This, is, this will be my – this would have been my fourth – fourth season elk right. hunting you mm-hmm. know so i went to colorado with a couple buddies and we stumbled around the woods for 14 days um just learning right and then we did everything we yeah. we did the we did like the elk 101 the elk shape you know all the all the elk courses before we went and uh and we get out there and it's just like until you get there and do it a lot of that stuff just doesn't make any sense yeah and then e-scouting too right like you can do all the you can do google earth and the 3d mapping and everything but once you like boots on the ground is when you figure out like you get into these spots that you're like oh this is gonna be good and you're like holy hell that's but uh and then we hunted montana the last like the last two years learned a lot i mean every year we've been learning you know and that's just kind of what you keep doing right you just keep Mm-hmm. keep going but it's hard man it's so hard to stay motivated after just getting beat down and beat down and well, hiking into spots I, I think I think that's where you're kind of running into that second type of hunter where like they have worked so hard yeah to get to where they're at and like there's a lot of them are probably Idaho born and raised right so we've and I, I'm Idaho born and raised and so we've seen a huge influx of hunters or to the area right and so i i mean i was i fell into the category number two for a long time 
right? Where it's like, I ain't helping these guys. Yeah. They can figure it out. Right? Plus with but, like all the new people coming into Idaho, no, since like COVID, it's like you guys have seen how many more hunters there are. Yeah, tons of hunters, I mean? right? Mm-hmm. But but then, I you know, you have to realize you're going to share the woods with these guys anyway. Yeah. Right? They're going to be out there anyway. So if you can give them some sort of ethical rule that is not necessarily in the fishing game handbook, but like by hunter code ethics say this is what you should do that mm-hmm. you wouldn't know from anything yeah. right you've never hunted before so why would you know these weird ethical things that we do in idaho excuse me that you might not do anywhere else um and so that's where i think my mindset kind of shifted where it's like okay i can help these guys out i can give you all the knowledge that i have for free, right? I mean, I've worked worked really hard for the knowledge that I have, but unless you're willing to apply it, it means nothing, right? 100%. So, right, yeah. yeah. That's sure. what I was going to say. They might not even go out. Yeah, I, got, right. I got a hot button topic here um, for like, for just from like what I've heard in Idaho, right? Like the stories like Jake has told me about hunters showing up to a spot and there's another, Oh, this happened to you. Dude, Dude this happened day. to you. I know yeah. exactly. Please, please say. tell us, tell us the story, please. And so I was so jazzed coming into this season. I was like, I'm going to freaking go out opening day. I got the actually three days off. Going to go out. So I went out the day before beautiful. And then it starts raining around like dinner time. It's like whatever it should look Google uh, weather says it's going to be good. So yeah. So I'm you so stoked. you pulled. The, you're already at the hunting spot, right? Like yeah, you pulled I'm up like, to this spot that so you I and I had it. looked at on a map. Yes. And I'm like, dude, you should check this spot out because it looks pretty yeah. good. Yeah. You and know? I had seen sign a couple weeks before, old sign, but I knew that there was animals. So you scouted out there. the spot. Had scouted the spot. Had scout, okay. And it is pretty far out. It was about an hour. No, I want to say like two hours out. Just like, and I hadn't seen anybody out there. And so I, I drove out there, stayed the night, woke up, 4 o'clock, went out, went to where I saw the sign and started bugling. Nothing happened. It was pissing rain. No rain gear. Like I said, first year, I was like, I don't, dude, I've, I can walk, bro. Dude, yeah. it's like my whatever year, and I still don't bring rain gear when I should. Dude. <laughs> Six hundred dollars in rain gear. I didn't wear any of it this year. Yeah, <laughs> just got. I could. I just got it. I mm-hmm. bought like the sh- shitty stuff from Cabela's, sure, and yeah. it, it helps a lot. Oh but yeah. Any, anyways, any rain so gear. Anyways, but I went out, hiked, came back to my car after like six hours because I was so wet, and so I put new clothes on, new socks, new boots. Went back out for another four hours. Didn't know that. Elk don't talk when it rains. Never covered that on YouTube. And so <laughs> I came back and did a little, because when I woke up in the morning, there was a truck parked right next to me. And I was just like, that's weird, whatever. Like I'm, I thought you don't park next to somebody. So you know what I mean? if you take anything from this podcast, <laughs> as a new hunter, as an old hunter, as coming from Washington, which we see a lot of Washington hunters, that is the number one ethical thing in Idaho you do not do. Yeah, don't park great. If there's someone parked hunting a spot, you move on. You yeah. go to another spot. You go to and he spot was like, B, C, D, E, F, have other spots yeah. planned out because 
you and that was honestly never an issue growing up yeah in the last 10 to 15 years that's like the number one issue you guys like i parked and then i was yeah. getting ready to walk I away was from camp, my dude, I, dude like had like everything out there's ethically like cooler awful, everything awful. tent was up and so i come back to my car and i was like did a little walk around because the car was gone first time i came back the car was still there came back Second time, did a walk around my car, and my tire was flat. And I was just like, damn, dude, I must have, like, smoked a rock last night. That mm-hmm. sucks, and it's pouring rain. So I I was pretty defeated, and I was like, I'm not going to be driving around in the freaking woods with a spare tire on my car. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back. So I took me a while to get everything because everything was soaked. I was freezing cold. I don't think I put my tent because I got one of those like um, overland freaking pop up tents oh, on yeah. the back of your truck. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that fully on until I got home because my hands were so cold I couldn't zip it up. Mm-hmm. And so I got changed the tire. Uh, I think one dude drove past me, asked me if I needed help. I was like, "You're good." Um, Brad says, says no. Yeah, my pride's gonna tell it. I got it, and so I took it over to the car dealership because they can patch up tires for free, and gave it to him. I was like, "Yeah, I think I hit a rock or whatever," and sat there. They fixed it. Came back in. He's like, "Yeah, it definitely looks like somebody fucking shanked your tire. It was on the sidewall. Like, no way you hit a rock, man." And I was Mm. just like. I came over and hung out with you guys, and I was like, first thing, I was like, did somebody fucking shank my tire, man? And you're like, nah. And I was like, 100%. I just talked to Parker Toyota. They freaking, like, and I was just like, dude, that's so, so insane. Yeah, that, 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 like, there's so floors many, me. Right? There was so many, so much woods out there. Yeah. Like, and I was so far out, man. Like, even. And it wasn't even like a, like, it wasn't at a trailhead. Yeah, I was like on the side of the road. There was a couple freaking ATV trails around, and so yeah. I just like, I was like, "This is a good spot." Well, and that, that that's what that's what floors me, right? Is like, at what point do you think it is okay to damage somebody else's property just because they found a spot that you maybe have, and like it, you know, like even if it is a spot that you've hunted for like twenty years and you've harvested freaking fifteen elk out of there, like, oh well, dude. Yeah, yeah sure I know, man. It's like, it's it like sucks. we all pay into it sucks, this so like we're all public there, right? land yeah, area. Right? It's like, all our backyard. Yeah, dude. I, I've mm-hmm. got tree stands. Like as a tree stand hunter, like that. I that's where I hunt. I can't just go pick a new spot randomly. Yeah, and I've driven three and a half hours to get to my tree stand, and there's been. Someone parked where I need to go in, and I just drove home. Right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I got just it sucks. Like that's the game, though. They got it that day. Right. They got it that day, yeah. right? And so, like, for elk, it's like there's so much woods, and it's it sucks, right? Like you, I I want to hunt elk that are acting like elk. Yeah. Which is why I would never park behind anybody, right? Like that's I yeah. Mean, they're gonna go hunt those elk today, mm-hmm. and they may or may not get one. If they do, well. I guess I shouldn't have slept in. Well, yeah, and, and then right. play the game. Look at the map. Okay, they're here. Right. Where, where, are, they do, where are they going to push these elk to? Okay, I'm going to go over here because maybe he'll push these right to me. You know, it's yeah. it's just a super immature mindset to you know. Yeah. It's guys get super territorial and they do things like start stabbing tires and you know we've heard guys you know say things like 
your people have Washington plates or California plates. That's the know? first thing you asked me. You're like, what plates do you have? And Dude, I was like, Kootenai. It's, it's common. It's honestly, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's unfortunately common. Because yeah. if you don't have an Idaho plate, um, it's so, it's, it's, they're so I'm territorial. Also in, I'm also in that thing because I saw a Washington truck leaving Post Falls today mm-hmm. when I was on my way to work with a freaking six point six by six on the mm-hmm. back. And I was just like, fuck you. I checked myself immediately though. I was like, dude, he put in the work. He's got a yeah, freaking ATV. Right, he's right. got all the stuff. Can't blame him. That's the thing, right? Like, it's he, out there so, and he got yeah, it. Like it's, yeah. it's not like he's good doing job, the dude. wrong thing. <laughs> no. Right. So yeah. like, good job to that guy. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it sucks, right? Cause you're, Jealous. You, that's you, my number one thing in hunting is it's that hard not to be something jealous, that I yeah, have to get rid jealous. of. Yeah, but you need last, to understand, like, like, so so growing up here in Idaho, like the um the protectiveness of that people have over their hunting areas. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, it wasn't like a non-resident issue. If you didn't have the right county plates for the area that you were hunting, people would slash your tires. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was super, super territorial. So. It's graduated from that to, you know, non-resident plates now. And I think it's gotten a lot better. But he uh, had resident plates. When no, I don't. And, and so that's the thing, right? Is it, and I, and I don't want to bash on Washington hunters or anything, but I've seen them as bad as anyone else in, in Idaho. You know, was it a Washington guy who had scouted the area for a long time or was it a local Idaho boy who had grown up there? It's hard to say. It's impossible to say. We can speculate all day, but... It, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, we, none of us can condone that behavior, mm-hmm. right? We got to share the woods with everyone. And, um, you know, I, would I love to see Idaho Fish and Game manage the elk different? Yeah. You know, hundred percent. If, if they went to a limited saw, draw system, be fantastic. Like if I only got to hunt elk every two years, but I saw more elk and less people. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy. Too easy. Right. Um, I'll hunt with you next year, and then the following year I got a tag, yeah. right? And so, right. and even going out with like people is so like I've I did two one serious hunt this year for elk, and that was with my brother in law, um, and he taught me so much about what to look for. It, I'm more of like being out there learning is a lot better than like watching people on YouTube. Oh yeah, but um, I'm a hands-on so learner like that too. Can I can I touch yeah. on that as far as yeah, like for sure. watching people and stuff? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you want to you want to touch on watching um, people? All right. <laughs> so, as far as getting hands-on, was there um, certain things that were more or less difficult than you anticipated after getting into it? Can you say that one more time? Sorry. Were there things in the field that were more or less difficult than you anticipated? The physical. Like misconceptions that you may have had. Oh, I thought I was going to be a lot it's easier. It's just multiple choice. <laughs> <It's, yeah. laughs> I Honestly, I went in thinking I'm a freaking stud. I shoot oh, my bow yeah. all the time. I, I'm just going to go out and hammer. I've walked Canfield a couple times this summer. Just a bag full of confidence. Dude, oh, yeah. I'm going to freaking kill it. Uh-huh, and then yeah. my first, oh, yeah. the whole month, dude, the whole September. I love it when a guy gets his motivation smashed. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's, freaking that's literally you. every soul year. Soul crushing. I heard, I heard, <laughs> Just soul crushing. I heard, I think, like four bugles this year. And that like was towards the ass end of the September. Couldn't go the last week. Um, 
just because life gets in the way sometimes. But uh, yeah, it's uh, so it's just more. It's uh, to answer the question, it's just it's a lot more difficult than you anticipated. Oh, hundred percent. Yes, so for so all those anti hunters out there, it's not just walking no, it's out in the woods and killing an animal. Not, you mean killing with a baseball bat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. <laughs> we we've heard that this season. Yeah, yeah. no, Dude. it's it's freaking hard, especially like deer. I got lucky, and so maybe I still have like this feeling of like, yeah, killing a deer is easy. I know it's not. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. I got super lucky, but elk it is so. And you hear people say. It is no no joke. Like it it it's hard. You, a lot of people don't ever harvest a freaking elk, and yeah. they go out for ten years. Ten years, yeah. And they finally give up because yeah. they're like, nope, didn't Dude. see. I, every I, every year going out, like when we would take our trips up, coming out, like going to Colorado or Montana, like leading up to it, the hype, dude, just pumped right yeah. like i did all my research i did all my e-scouting i'm like dude, i'm gonna get there and we are gonna kill an elk first day first <laughs> morning it's he's gonna come in screaming and it's gonna be epic yeah and then about day three i'm like yeah this sucks again yeah. <laughs> like oh my confidence is but all I, gone i wish so, i like, ever started with that kind of confidence i'm always just like assume i'm not gonna yeah. see anything a little oh. expectation outdoors yeah yeah like that's that's what i live by i'm so hopeful every year but i'm like i ah, like the reality is right like yeah oh, I'm, a dr- I'm a dreamer baby i'm, I'm like day one i'm hitting I've the elk woods 350 inch bull dreamer. smacked yeah. but then i don't ever I, yeah, find I'm them just i've done it too long to know yeah. that you know the uh, preparation and everything yeah yeah that's that's what leads to success but uh 90 of the time it's being in the right place at the mm-hmm. right time you also that motivation though will keep like when you do hear that bu- that first bugle which didn't happen for like the first three weeks. Oh yeah, I was like, oh bro, oh, I'm dude. doing this forever. Dude, that yeah, the the, the motivation bugle. of those bugles, yeah. man. I was like, again, I was like on mile 100, and I was smoked, dude. Like, yeah, I was. I think I was seven miles into that evening hike. I had already done like seven or eight that morning, and then this the bullet killed this year. He bugled from a ridge line on the other side of a drainage, so I had to drop down in the drainage to go. How far was, away was the bugle? He was probably thirteen hundred yards away okay. when he bugled. But it was like I don't like I was so tired but I was like, I'm going after him, I don't care. Like this I'm like it's a bugle and bull. Yeah. They're like all 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 reasoning goes out the window, right? Like I don't care how far I am from the truck, I'm gonna go kill that animal. Yeah. <laughs> and, That's what Austin told me. He's all like just what did you say? You're like, no, like get the animal. Yeah, go kill it and then worry about worry about, worry about getting it out after. You'll yeah. figure it out after. Yeah. Like, go get them and then figure it out. Yeah. I mean, so, I haven't. That's never worked out for me, but go ahead, John. So, uh, all right. Um, what does your off season look like in preparation for next year? And what are your goals? Shoot every day. Um, ruck. Freaking get a freaking 50-pound flower bag and throw I have, like, a aluminum like hard frame backpack i'm gonna duct tape it and then go i've been running tubs with the dog Mm, at least like two miles and i fucking hate running so much but i'm like dude you got like you're gonna make a name for yourself man you do things like like that like uh, that's that's things that people don't do yeah right Mm -hmm. like there's there's guys who are highly successful who uh don't train they just they just know well right yeah no, and that's yeah. a lot more freaking research and asking questions and getting out in the woods. I feel like next I'm going to do 
I'm going to try, like, I bought the Sportsman's package this year, and all I got out of it was a freaking, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still going to go for um, a turkey, because I know where some are. I'm going to try to go get a turkey for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, I think my elk season's over, um, but I'm just going to keep fucking going after it. Like, I got to gotta push harder because i know like like we've said a couple times the animal freaking deserves that like effort Mm -hmm. that you put into it and like being able to pack out the meat like that was something we haven't touched on like dragging i was only like half a mile from my car for the deer Mm -hmm. and that was probably the hardest fucking workout i Mm. did all, all, yeah, that's, all dude, fall. I'd, I wouldn't even drag a deer that far. I'd quarter it. Dude, up. it was rough. And that's I did, a, I did it because I was like, deer. I'm not losing anything off this thing. We gutted mm-hmm. it. Sure. Um, which was insane. Like coming from a cook, I didn't get like grossed out or anything. It was freaking awesome. But it was also like, it was, that's another thing. Like um, new hunters do a lot of research on breaking down an animal because you you'll you'll it's a wake-up call like shameless plug here uh cut right mobile if you're listening to this and you're a new hunter and you're looking at wanting to learn more about how to break your game down and how to process it after the kill um or even after you get it out um there's an app called cut right mobile um and if anybody listening has ever heard of um the the elk nut app um it's the same platform so you pay once you download the app and then you have access to all of these videos that are on there that you can download to your phone so that when you're out in the woods and you need to break down an animal and you're like yeah how do i get this hind quarter off without like ruining all the the hams and the the, mm-hmm. the steaks back here like it it's a step-by-step video so Check it out. I'm going to go further right in, into that a little bit. Um, we're actually going to be working with the uh, creator of that app this spring, and we're going to be doing a field dressing class. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be limited. I'll be there. Yeah. It'll, it'll be limited to probably 20 to 30 people. Um, but for people who are like, I want to get into hunting, but gutting an animal, quartering an animal is the most daunting thing, which yeah, a lot 100%. of times it is. Um, and it's not as difficult as it seems like it is. Like your brain makes it seem more difficult. But there is a correct way to do it, and there is a wrong way to do it. And um, so, yeah, we're going to be doing a class for folks this spring. Uh, we were supposed to do it this fall, but it, as happenstance, we just got all super, super busy with hunts I and everything. I heard you guys were pretty busy. Yeah, we're a little bit busy this fall, <laughs> uh, you know, between all of our hunts and draw tags and babies and elk and everything else. Um, so, yeah, anyway, go on. Yeah, pr- um I don't even know what I was saying. Breaking down the animal is pretty, uh, yeah. Do a lot of research on YouTube and something that I'm going to do next year is have like a piece of paper laminated on like how to actually like step by step or like little reminders to me of things to how to like break down the mm-hmm. animal and do it like resourcefully. And like, it's, it's cool. Cause I am a chef and I've broken down hundreds of animals but it also like you're in the woods oh right, yeah right. it's, it's a whole mean? different ball game trying to keep yeah. something so, clean mm-hmm. yeah and so that's something that i i definitely got to work on so i love your motivation you're shooting every day yeah no. you know working out doing those things that's not necessarily a reality that a lot of people can do 
Um, have you had any advice for a brand new guy coming into it, a brand new female coming into it, a brand new kid coming into it, teenage kids trying to do it, um, outside of, you know, working out, which is important. Um, mm-hmm. that is, especially if you're going to go into the Elkwoods, um, outside of shooting every day, which is important to, to be proficient with your weaponry, whether that is rifle or archery. Is there anything, um, that you think a new hunter should know before they try to go out in the field? Um, well, I kind of got to like disagree with you on like the not, you want to, if you want to do this and you want to be successful, I think you got to put some other stuff away. You got to like, you got to want this a lot for like to. You got to want it. You got to want it. And you got to freaking work super hard. Like sure. I were, I worked really hard, but I still like, I have to freaking work harder mm-hmm. because you, like, yeah, I'll take it back off on cares. that too. But yeah. the whole, that's the thing that irritates me is when people say, they, "Oh, I can't work out." That is one of the biggest things that pisses me off. Yeah, it's like can. you can work out. My yeah. God, how much time oh, are yeah. you scrolling? That's a whole other thing. I'm not going to go down, but everybody, no, don't make excuses. Get in the <laughs> yeah. gym. Go for a walk. Yeah, well, yeah, because it doesn't. So I'm not saying people can't work out, yeah. but 100%. There, there's single moms out there who, well, you know, maybe they wanted to get into rifle hunting and. You know, they're raising their kids. Kids are going to school. They're working a full-time job. So they can't, you know, go ruck every single day. They oh, can't shoot sure. the bow every single day. I can't go ruck. So there's certain things. Like, you know, and so I think um, you've actually touched on it earlier. One of the first questions that came to your head after you shot your deer, am I even in the right unit? You know. Oh, they, yeah. Yeah. So, they, I mean, these are th- things that, what does that even mean, right? Mm-hmm. So come to places like North Idaho archery or go talk to the fishing game or go mm-hmm. to places like, you know, black sheep supporting goods and talk to people who are immersed in these things yeah, who have done it for a long time. Right. So because the regulations can be confusing, don't yeah. understanding the regulations is the most important thing. You don't want to get in trouble out in the woods, right? No, it's not a free for all. No, no matter what people think it is, you're, it's not a free for all out in the woods. You can't just go out there and do whatever you want. Yeah. There's rules. There's dude. rules. There's yeah. regulations. There's places you can't hunt. There's places you can't hunt. There's, you know, tags are specific to specific areas yeah. for certain species, you know, like white-tailed deer that's pretty much statewide. Um, oftentimes, you know, obviously draw tags are very unit-specific. And for people who aren't real adverse in, in hunting, um, which I don't think we're going to have a lot of listeners who aren't, but uh, a unit is just a certain area in the state that they have designated um, a certain zonal area for hunting regulations and they base that based on the panhandle in different regions in Idaho. Anyway, not to, uh, no, I think one of the biggest things for, for new hunters and people getting into archery is that block of like, uh, do I want to do it? Right. Like, uh, uh, just do it. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's the biggest hurdle is like people just take that first step and do it. Yeah. Because, yeah i mean like that was me for so long um like trying to come out west elk hunting when Mm -hmm. i lived back in wisconsin i was like god this just seems like it's way too daunting like no i don't know it's super interesting you say that man because i want to go back to the midwest and whitetail hunt so bad oh we'll take you but like and i'm a i'm a whitetail hunter like that's what i do and it seems so daunting like i want to go to kansas but it's like where do you even start oh dude like See, and that's that's where like that's what we did 
back there like i wasn't like uh, like i never killed any giants but like mm-hmm. I, I that's all we had was whitetail hunting so that's all i i looked like studied right or like wanted to hunt jake i have plenty of stands in the woods for us waiting that are still there <laughs> just rotting away just rot- yeah. yeah they're still there we won't oh, yeah. we'll just let you climb in um but like that was the thing is like it, i thought it was this big daunting thing to come out west and go elk hunting and like that it was just gonna like cost a ton of money and blah 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 and then there's an investment involved into yeah. it but once I did it, I was like, why have I waited so long? Why did oh, I wait yeah, so long yeah. to finally do go hunting, like take this trip to go hunting? So like if you're listening to this and you're like, you know, I want to get into hunting, go for it. Yeah, Dive into step, it. Dude. Take it. Yeah, yeah, just go for it. And it's that's one thing. thing. I don't mean cut you off, Reno, but <clears throat> excuse me. But that's one thing that we're going to have here. I know Jake and Austin have been wanting to put it on and we've had countless guys come in here that are just getting into hunting that moved out here and they want to get into it but they don't know where to start so uh in the near future uh look out for we're going to be doing an archery 101 class probably do a few days of it uh, incorporate some backcountry medicine with in with it as well as everyone should know so yeah anywho uh i didn't mean to cut you off go ahead reno i don't even remember i apologize damn it. it's okay yeah. So you asked a question though, and I feel like I was rude and was like, "You're that was a dumb question." What was the question? You can tell him it was a dumb question. It wasn't a no. dumb question. I was, but you said something <laughs> that I disagreed with, and I wanted to be like, "Hey, you well, guys no, can't I was, do I was asking, push. you know, um, what new people getting into it um, can do to be successful, right? What what questions they need to do? What what steps did you take? Because you know you talk about going into next season, and you say your goals are to shoot every single day, and your goals are to yeah. rock all the time, and that's just not a reality for everyone, right? Yeah. To John's point, you can work out, right? Yeah. You can find some time, but it's not an everyday thing. Yeah. Okay. So, I would say yes. surround yourself. Surround yourself, or like try mm-hmm. to go and find a community that will is like open to helping you, and be super honest with them. Yeah. And be like, hey this is my first year, but I am interested. And I like, this might not be a forever thing. It might not even be something for me, but take that step and go and like, try to find people freaking Facebook groups, Mm -hmm. like look up tags on like Instagram. I will say that like shop. Yeah, definitely come talk to us because we love that. Like, and I feel like a lot of archery shops do. Oh, you know for I mean? sure, man. Like, there's it, it, at least someone true. in there that, like, is a hunter. Like, we a just lot of want people shoot target and yeah. stuff like that. And, and we just want to help, man. And, yeah. and, like, to that extent, some of the Facebook groups are good. Yeah. Um, but, man, have I seen, like, some of the groups. There's and a lot of negativity, but. It's, yeah. And, and you know what? Like, and don't, like, come into this, like, oh, I'm going to shoot a giant buck, you know? And, like, just kill what makes you happy, right? Yeah. Like, indulge yourself in the experience and that stuff will come later you know like in the woods just get out there and like and just go after what makes you happy and especially if you're starting out like just that first doe right like you you got a doe tag and you just like your first archery kill is just like it's such an experience as you know right and like and you shared with us (laughs) (laughs) unless 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 you're disabled yeah unless it's the only way Mm mm-hmm um, but no, <laughs> nothing against this crossbow guys, but, um, yeah, there, there's, well, there's three rules in, in all life, but archery. And I tell my new guys that are coming in here is that you have three rules to live by. Always look cool. Yes. Never get lost 
And if you get lost, refer to rule number one. Yeah, always look always cool. Look cool. Yeah. yeah, and and that will really just set you up for success, <laughs> dude. And we can, you know, we got all the stuff in our shop to make you look cool. Dude, look so like you could come in and like we got all the cool gadgets. Like you just you could always look cool. Always, you could always look cooler. You could, yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, to kind of touch on what Austin was saying there, I think um, the biggest thing is not measuring your success based on other people's success, right? Yeah. Especially oh, starting 100%. out, right? I'm mm-hmm. so guilty of that. You dude, know, I'm turning I, my Instagram off next September. Yeah, it's I'm so no, bad man, at it because I just get on there and I see these giant whitetails that are killed in the Midwest and I'm hunting these dinky timber bucks in Idaho that I'm like, God, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I just want to see a 180 walk through, you know? I want, yeah. And, uh, and so I, I, I have a hard time not doing that and I think new hunters especially need to kind of quelch that enthusiasm as in as far as like hey i'm gonna go out here and i'm gonna shoot this tr- trophy bull i'm gonna go shoot this 360 bull my first year out and sometimes it happens a yeah. lot of times oh, yeah. you see pictures like oh it's her first deer and you're like holy crap and like, yeah. that's right. insane you were telling me about the girl that had just bought her bow for bought her first bow and her and her boyfriend went out and op- they shot a freaking like a six by six opening day do you remember that I guess I don't remember okay. that. Okay, no. I was very upset. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? Are, are I we can sure you I remember. No. Oh. Mm. No, it was, a, it was a big bull from what you said. You might have been lying. No, I, you might have just. I do. I lie a lot. Yeah. I, yeah. Know about I it. did call you. As soon as I walked in, yeah, I called you Forrest Gump a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did. No, we had a, a couple of our customers, uh, Sheldon and Tia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Tia yeah. actually bought my wife's old bow. And we got her all set up on it, and she went out and she killed her first bull this year with yeah, with Sheldon. It's like opening week, yeah, yeah. She, went she out killed there and a shot spike, a nice spike. And yeah, and it just that dude again, same same thing, right? Like that. She has she's very similar to you, and like oh. she is so competitive, yeah, that she couldn't not make herself do these things to be successful, right? right? She wants to be more successful than the like so much so that it might be a little bit unhealthy, but. It's awesome to watch, right? Yeah, yeah. A uh, lot of drive, a lot of passion, lot of drive you know, there, so. and I very mean, cool. That's what you got to have, right? If you want to be successful in the woods, who are you beating? You're beating yourself. Yeah, right. That's the only person you need to beat. You because mind yourself. Your your hundred percent inner inner brain wants to quit, right? You're you on, what are you beating yourself in the wood? What I'm sorry, I got you got to you got to beat the inner monologue. Oh, okay, gotcha. That's what beating, I'm getting at. You just got to beat it. Um, beat the inner bitch. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean we've all been there, right? Like we're on, you're on mile nine, mile ten, and it's a steep hike down or steep hike up into this drainage, and you're like, ah, I could just quit right now, actually, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. sometimes I have. So, I mean, t- truth be told, sometimes it's like, nah, now it gets too hot. Oh, dude, sometimes I'm too tired. The inner bitch wins. Sometimes every once it wins, while. but oh, that's yeah, the only. Totally. I did it twice this year, twice this September, where I was just like the opening day. <clears throat> Or somebody popped my tire, and I was just like, okay. Well, that was opening day? Opening day. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. What a and start, so I was just you know? like, okay, sick. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, I think there was one other. Or there was the time where I found the the guy. The guy out in the woods <laughs> with the Saturn. Oh, yeah, I told yeah. you guys We don't that. need to get into yeah, that. We don't but, need to. Um, <laughs> no, dude, there's sometimes like, oh. like sitting in the tree stand, you know, be like on hour six, just froze and... I think it's probably I'm too cold to move is why I don't actually get out of the stand. Yeah. Like, 
Like I've just I've already been here six hours. What's another four? Right. You know. So mm-hmm. that's that's about the only time that I've. Well, archery hunting. I mean, you're pretty much put in like 12 hours in a deer stand if you want to do it right. Yeah, you know, you have I mean, to be yeah, out there. those rut sits where you're like mm-hmm. morning yeah. to sun up to yeah. sundown. Yeah. Just oh, don't know when that you buck's gonna come there. through. You know, mm-hmm. and but oftentimes I mean, it is 11:30 in exactly, the morning. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and everyone else has already gone home for lunch. Right. No, they're moving at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, that's obviously things we can get into in later podcasts on how to be more successful in the deer woods. Right. Um, is there anything you feel like uh, you wish we had asked you on your adventure into getting into hunting and archery in general? No. No, no I think okay. that was pretty nice. good. Good. Yeah. Good as it should be. Yeah, you guys. Because we're, we're, we're on it. Professional. Professional. <laughs> yes. So yeah. we are the professionalist. Is, is <laughs> yeah, we didn't, okay. the pr- we didn't have to press the swear button at all. Beep. Okay. I don't even well, know what color it is on there. I think we could have pressed it about a hundred times. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> right. I almost did Whatever it. he was talking. But I, I almost I did it. If I should but I didn't. Yeah, we said yes, but we didn't mean like. Oh, it, it's okay. No, because no, because when I add this to the spot, when I put this on the Spotify's, it asks if there's explicit content, and I just get yes. So yeah. if your birthday isn't, you know, if you don't hit it, then right. you don't hit it. You know, we just got and we got to get on all the other platforms too. Then yeah, figure I'm still out Apple, to, and, like, yeah, and then we'll throw it on uh, YouTube as well. Yeah, but yeah. So with All that being said, um, what's your setup? Hey, let's let's talk about this real quick. Up, yeah, yeah. Let's do what's that. your uh, so? What was your progression in your archery setup? Right. So you started with I know when you came into us, you were shooting your expedition. Yes. And you had a setup, and then wh- wh- what was your progression? What what were the things that were important to you to upgrade um, to 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 uh, attribute to your success? Um. Well. The first thing I got was new strings because you're like, bro. Yeah, those things were chewed how, up, my man. How old are these? And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know, five years? Yeah, like, bro, cool. you got you to gotta get new got strings. So new I got strings. new gas strings. Um, they were hideous. Worked super well. They're still on the bow. Um, I got... They, they were not hideous because gas strings are hideous. You just picked... Hideous colors, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, they're, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. Oh, yeah. I just chose kiwi and gray, and it's something that I thought worst. was, yeah. uh, it like was another gray, but it turned out to be tan. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's an abomination. <laughs> yeah, and so then I threw a pink um, knock on. So, hell yeah, yeah, that was uh, real cute, but. Um, about equivalizer and I actually got a lot of shit from a lot of people in North Idaho that were like, bro, you can't be walking around in the woods with a freaking stabilizer that sticks out farther than freaking six inches. I'm like, okay, watch me. Yeah. I (laughs) I rock a 12 inch bar on the front. Yeah. And so I got that and I had zero trouble, trouble walking around the woods and I just wanted to lighten the load. I didn't want a stabilizer on the front and then my arrows on the side yeah, and i was just dual like, purpose dual purpose so that thing was freaking awesome big shout out to that uh, option archeries um mm. and then i was shooting freaking every day every day every day every day and I, we were having to retune my bow so much and i could i you guys were very patient with me but i could tell you're like all of you were like you need to get a new bow, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm stoked because I that my first kill was with that yeah. with that bow, and it kind of shows you that like you don't need the craziest setup 
right. to freaking be successful in the woods. It really is on you. Yeah, you just need to be confident in confident, your equipment. And yeah. you need to make sure that your equipment is running correctly. Like right. You should take it in for the, two months before season, everyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's do four months. Four yeah. months so that you're not going like, oh, I need this boat in freaking 24 hours because I'm leaving to go to Alaska. And you're like, okay, but you have like 13 bows in front of yeah. you. So I'm yeah. sorry. Um, Not but then I bought Austin's Mach 34 and that thing has been so sick. It's been like, it's so light and like the pullback is so easy. It feels like I'm pulling back like a 45 pound boat. Cause mm -hmm. it's no, like, yeah, that evolves cam system. Well, the, the EC2 cam system yeah, is like based off nice. the evolve system. It's just a nice, Insane. just a great cam system. So, um, so look out for that video in the future. We're mm -hmm. going to be doing a YouTube video on uh, why you should consider upgrading your weaponry when it comes to archery equipment, right? Because mm -hmm. so many guys out there are like, well, this 15-year-old bow has killed eight elk. And, well, you're living proof that, yeah, while old equipment can work, things have become much more efficient, much more easier to use, and much more efficient for the hunter them, themselves to be accurate right mm -hmm. when things are all tuned and running smoothly and stay tuned and running smoothly and you're not drawing a bow that feels like you're drawing a two by four yeah you know it's it makes you more effective mm -hmm. um i'm also rocking the victory tkos with the outsert i think it's 50 grain mm -hmm. outserts 100 grade uh field points well, I got the Schwackers, uh, the two blade. I think it's like two and three quarters. Yeah, are they inch. the Levi Morgan ones. Yeah, yeah. which those are awesome because you can like lock them in. You mm -hmm. can actually like test them, and practice with shoot them. them yeah. and they did the job. Uh, I also walk around with one uh, Kudu uh, fixed broadhead. Um, what else? What's I can't even remember what rest I got. So you're shooting so the prophecy, a, a, the AE prophecy. prophecy. Yeah, that's a that sweet thing rest. Is so sick. Um, that's what I'm running like, on my prime right now. The only I like thing it. you got to remember if you're using that is you got to freaking push it up every time. But that like yeah. after like 20 shots, you get used to. It. As soon mm -hmm. as you lose an arrow, you're like, oh, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> yeah, that was and then an you'll do it like lesson. five five more times, but. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the brain injury. <laughs> Dude, this, this, is about, this is a room full of brain injuries. Oh, yeah. Um, I switched up my fletching. You guys actually, like, I want to say freaking thank you so much for show. I, like, you guys showed me so much. And you when you two were out on that um, sheep hunt, I got to cut arrows. You showed me how to do that um, fletching arrows. Like, I fletched all the deer that I shot was fletched and like cut and glued and all done by me. And so yeah, that was like, that's, that's cool. cool. That was experience, so man. sick, dude. It was like, I put, I did that. Yeah. So <laughs> I did that. Um, and I've changed up my fletch right now. I'm running the max, the a max. Yeah. Yeah. The um, max stealth, max stealth. Yeah. And those things are freaking. Yeah. I change my fletchings on my arrows like six times a year. So yeah, don't feel weird. Like I'll do it mid season. It's, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm horrible at like tinkering yeah. with my stuff yeah. <laughs> right before I do something. Like I will change my entire setup the week before I go hunting. And mm -hmm. I, oh, it's a problem. Going from deer to elk, I wanted the, to change. I'm the exact opposite, man. 
Like, oh, you rock it I'm all so year. I'm so afraid of change, right? So like, <laughs> oh, Jake is afraid of change? What? Yeah. <laughs> like, interesting. Man gets a if, new bar If I find soap. something that works, like, that's, that's what I stick with. He's yeah. been doing, he's been using the same bar old and like Irish Springs for probably ever. Yeah. He probably just, he's I not mean, even lying. That's all I use. <laughs> it works. You yeah, know, like Dr. Squash, baby. Same sense. It's conditioner and shampoo all in one. The best. Yeah. He's got them all. He's no nonsense kind of guy, folks. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a bar of soap's all a guy needs. I don't understand what the problem is. Well, that echoed so loud in here yeah. when I hit the table. Yeah, that was good. So, oh, all right. Well, I like it. Yeah. No, uh, cool, man. Um, no, we, it, like we've said, like just seeing your journey and like for you to find success this year, your first year, um, and just your story. We we wanted to tell people, mm-hmm. you know, and just get you on here and and chat man like yeah yeah dude, we, keep doing we, what you're doing nah, i appreciate it yeah we like having you around the shop and you you've done something that is very difficult to do um from the inside looking out like we know how daunting it is to get into hunting and what a steep learning curve it is and um it's one of those questions we get asked so many times like you know how do i get into it and unfortunately i would say 90 plus percent of people who ask us never fall through yeah right and um and it's you know whether that's it like you said they're just not committed or uh, other things get in the way um oh and that happened that happened to me like i wanted to go hunt five years ago and then life life happens life happens yeah it will like if you if it's something that you want to do and this goes with like anything in life you kind of got to freaking take that step forward yeah and like be like okay this is what i'm doing and i'm putting like my wife knows i put everything on the sideline like I, we have a freaking baby coming mm-hmm. and I had to, I put everything. I was like, yo, I'm going hunting at least 15 days out of this month. And I love you so much. And I know you're worried about me. Cause she like, that's something else. Like wives, like she's, she might be, I don't know if this is with you guys, but she was freaking nervous every time mm-hmm. I went out there. She's cause like, it is sketchy, bro. I took a freaking, like I front flipped. Off a fucking yeah, ten don't, foot don't do bank, that, man. Don't do that. Just a yard sale. Yeah, and yeah. just like I could have freaking smoked my head and been out there and oh yeah again you know, like again again do it again. So, uh, dude, yeah. there's so many other things that she should be worried about than you breaking your skull open. So don't do that. Right. No. Like, she should be worrying about the predators and yeah. getting lost and yeah. dying of the cold and dehydration mm. and. All the terrible yeah, let's things just, that could happen. I hope happen she doesn't listen to this now. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, damn. Just so she's aware there's so yeah. many dangers yeah. out there. No, she's going next okay. year, bud. Yeah. He'll be okay. Yeah, I'll be fine. He's a man. Yeah. No, the yeah. woods are going to kill him. You should <laughs> definitely keep him home. <laughs> so, John, uh, I'm coming back to you because you said, don't let me forget. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I said tally ho. I don't even yeah. Yeah, circle back, not tally ho. Well, what Maybe tally ho works. It's, it's me. Tally ho That's one thing people, viewers or listeners, not viewers. Not see, one day we we'll see. Doing he's it. doing it again. Yeah. I, I just, they're John's words. Johnisms. 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 Yeah. Yes. Just make up words, right? Uh, so, no, a new discussion. Points. Just, yeah. Points. Just a quick one here. All right. Quick one. I shot a five by five mule deer. However, some people here in Idaho will say it is a four by four because they don't consider the bra tines. The eye guards, yeah. Yeah. And brow tines, sure. Or, yeah, whatever. Same, same. Same, same thing, but different. They don't count those. And to me, same. it doesn't make, like, it, to me, it's a 10 point buck. 
because I come from the Midwest. Austin, I come from the Midwest. It's a mm-hmm. ten point buck. Coming out here, it's a five by five. However, oh, it's a ten pointer. It's a it's a four by four. Some guys don't mm-hmm. consider the eye guards a point. What are your? Or they don't Jake? even say a four by four. They just call it a four so, point. Right? Yeah, a four that's point. A, that's an interesting point. So generally, Actually, Jake and I talked uh, about five this by five out here. We would just call five point, right? Like we would know that you're talking about a five by five. Um, what's really interesting is I've only recently seen people in Idaho exclaim that the eye guards don't count. Um, just, and I've heard people say that about mule deer, but I've recently just this year heard people saying it about whitetails, which yeah, makes, Cody's buck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cody Didier was, he's another good friend of the shop. Um, he shot a five point whitetail and people on Facebook were just losing oh, their minds man. that he called it a five point, which was really weird. To the me. trolls. 10 pointer baby. Um, but as an official Boone and Crockett and Pope and Young scorer, yeah. The R guards most certainly count. They're a scorable point, right? Perfect uh, in every scoring and, platform. And so Excellent. I think I think where the confusion comes is that like Idaho fishing game when they when they have a restriction on a unit like a point restriction on a unit like oh this is a three point unit or this is a four point unit that they mean they they don't count the I guards when they consider that a legal buck. Mm. So like if you're in a three point unit and you have a buck that has eye guards and a fork that's technically a two point in the eyes of idaho fishing game it's not actually and generally that falls in, into yeah. the meal deer category and and uh, i mean if i had to guess you know it's a maturity thing right they want you to shoot a mature species of that you know mature animal of that species mm-hmm. and so if they say you know it's a, a three point only excluding eye guards they don't want you to shoot a two by two with eye guards because that's not a right. a mature species, right? That's not a mature representation of that animal. Um, I think that's where that kind of comes in. I don't think the Idaho fishing game is saying eye guards sure. don't count right. in general. It's, I think it's just in a I management just point, a management sure, yeah. situation. It, it's but there's some true believers out there that are oh, like, dude, yeah, it's like, so no, funny. It's when I first came out here talking to Jake and I told him about like, you know, oh yeah, plenty of ten pointers and. You know, there's some 12-point bucks out there all day, you know, passing up or can't get a shot on him. He's like, holy hell. Oh, dude, I was God like, damn, God, man, I got to go out there 12-point bucks. Kind of. Yeah, and have I shot those? No, but, I mean, they're there, right? You oh, just yeah. get them on your camera mm-hmm. all the time. Like, oh, yeah, there's a nice 12-pointer. You know, dude, I'm like, the king of getting just some big bucks on camera in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell, yeah, dude. No one knew that betting area. That's what's up. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I think, and that was so hard, like, like out here, like, um, like there's just like more public land, like Douglas County, there was a ton of public land, Oh yeah, but it still got hit. But like Douglas County is pretty small and there's a lot of bow hunters in there. Yeah. And like, you still had to like, there's just people everywhere. Yeah. Like even during the archery season, there was hunters everywhere. everywhere. So I was looking at the archery business magazine and. Wisconsin is like number two or number three in the United States for bow hunters. There's like 300,000 registered oh, yeah. archery hunters. Idaho, there's 40,000. Granted, wait, Wisco- will I say those numbers again? Yeah. So in Wisconsin, there's 300,000 registered archery hunters. And then in Idaho, they there's about 40,000. Wow. That is a granted. Wisconsin's like 12 million people. And that's yeah. saying they're like Idaho's yeah. got just under 2 million. Yeah. We're all so right. Do we yeah, want I mean, to take a poll on how many we think? deer with their bow in Idaho. I bet it's low. I bet it is low. Yeah. Of that 40,000. Right. Oh, it's elk hunters uh, for sure. It's mostly elk hunters in Idaho. I I know very few people in Idaho who hunt whitetails with their bow. Um, 
I mean, the rut goes right through the middle of rifle yeah. season, and mm-hmm. right. a lot of guys aren't like me, and um, they're not going to handicap themselves. That. Well, we're trying, right? Yeah. But and I I understand, you know, guys don't necessarily have the time to handicap themselves, and um, myself, I I would just I've shot so many bucks with a rifle that it yeah. just it doesn't make any sense well for and the terrain the is the terrain so much different right like here you're, you're going up i mean like back in the midwest right it's like egg fields mm-hmm. um thick timber pockets like it, it's not hard i mean it's still challenging don't get me wrong but like it's a bit easier to pinpoint those locations where those bike bucks might be you know or like the deer right, right. so you've got guys back in the midwest that'll just set up a ground blind on the edge of an egg field and they'll kill a deer you know right. like it but out here, it's, I mean, there's not, there's a lot, there's an egg. There's but very few like pinch point funnels. Right. You're just the in the wilderness. come through every single day, right? In this yeah. spot. It just, it doesn't happen in the Harder to pattern a little bit. You know, and, yeah. Right. Um, to that point, uh, I've got this six and a half year old deer that um, I've had on camera for the last five years. And in this week alone, he's been on five different cameras in the same night and just the most random places right so it's just there's there's no rhyme or reason for why our deer do what they do in the mountains most of the time yeah they're moving to scrapes yeah they're moving from one area to the next but there isn't one specific trail that they're going to use today and tomorrow and tomorrow so yeah it's just more difficult out here you know and um i mean none of the places i used to rifle hunt could i archery hunt it just it isn't feasible yeah. It's too open, um, and you just it just wouldn't happen. So you have to kind of relearn the game when you go from rifle to archery, especially in Idaho, right? Like it's it's a completely different game, um, and especially when you're not only are you handicapping yourself to a bow, but myself, I'm handicap handicapping myself further by only harvesting mm-hmm. mature species. You know, mature representations of whitetail, and um, that's just not something that everyone can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't fault them for that. But I would love to see more people doing it, right? I would, I would love to see the whitetail hunters in Idaho be more represented by archery hunters and rifle hunters sometime in my lifetime. It's not going to happen, but you know, lofty goals. Yeah, you yeah. never know. I do have a question for you guys. Okay, sure. I wanted to ask one. What is your dream hunt? Hmm. Like where? <clears throat> obviously, archery. Oh my man, no, we're already we're into this an hour and thirty minutes. Do you want? A, I mean, we can. We can. Yeah, we, we'll do it a quick. We'll, oh, we'll, we'll do, do quick. quick, quick uh, my, mine is red stag. Mm. I want to do that. Like New Zealand. Yeah, I want to yeah. do New Zealand really oh, bad. Man. Yeah, that'd be they sick. They sound crazy. Mm. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, they okay. roar. And you? Um. Oh man. Gosh, I don't like. I, I, I'm Red Stag is up there for sure. I've I've always wanted to go to New Zealand. Uh, camel, what do they call them? Cameoys, cami. Anyways, it's Sha- a sheep. Shamal, shamies, 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 whatever. I don't know. It's a sheep, like a goat thing. I don't know. That would be cool. Um, I don't know, man. Like a moose hunt in Alaska would be yeah, pretty it's... epic. Or a, no, I mean, like a dream hunt, like. Hunting a giant bull moose in Alaska with a bow would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to just go ahead and piggyback off that. I uh, I would love to hunt 
giant bull moose in Alaska with my bow. Um, but I've got, you know, I've got so many like dream hunts that like I would love to go hunt a big trophy bull elk in New Mexico oh, yeah. or Nevada. Um, yeah, that's up that there. would be way up there. Or I would love to go to Saskatchewan or Kansas or Ohio or Iowa or Oklahoma or one of these huge buck states and uh, or provinces, if you will, um, up north and go hunt a giant whitetail. You know, go experience whitetail in places that wolves and cougars and grizzly bears mm-hmm. and black bears and two months of rifle season don't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. That's tough to answer. Yeah, that's a, I want to experience it all. It's, I, so many you know, things. the red stack thing, like I've, that actually might be a reality for me. My brother and sister-in-law uh, live in New Zealand. So wait, what? what? How oh, did yeah, how we not just <laughs> learned about this? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah, the hell? <laughs> We're going to talk offline, gentlemen. Um, <laughs> oh, how, what the? F- yeah, how do we just find this Okay. Out? Oh, wow. Yeah. We're coming We're out. Gonna, We're, We're dropping things on this, I guess. Uh-huh. They're they're not hunters at all, so it's going to mm. be, they're going to be a bed and breakfast, essentially, but Dude, we'll make fine. it happen. Oh, man. What um, the hell? Anyway, uh, no, that's a good question. I mean, dream hunts are fun to dream about, right? Mm. Um, what about every, you? Everyone, Let's get your let's get yours and then then we'll wrap this up. Uh, probably a brown bear, Alaska. Oh, I've Ooh. seen a couple of trips where yeah. I'm just like, dude, scary, scary. Dude, you were, yeah, hundred percent adrenaline junkie. Yeah, for, oh, for sure. You gonna do that with your bow? Yeah, oh, 100%. you're gonna die, dude. I know. But <laughs> there's a can't fun. wait to go no. to your funeral. <laughs> there's a dude, I don't a brown want bear, to do, but it yeah. sounds like I've seen a couple of videos where I'm like, dude, that looks like the ultimate. I was literally ultimate. I was listening to. Dude, no, uh, real no. Fred Bear style, dude. Uh, I was listening to uh, it was Cam Haynes and uh, Levi Morgan, and they were talking about their their brown bear hunts where they did it with a bow. Right, both mm-hmm. of them had the same experience where they shot it with their bow, but then the and guy finished it, with killed the it with a rifle. And and it was and, and to them, you know, both of them, they're like, ah, you know, it was a bummer because, but I get but it. But they're alive. But yeah. I get it, yeah, right? Because because the guide was like, if you have any like any doubt in your shot that it was not perfect you need to tell us immediately yeah because we are going to shoot this thing with a rifle they're They're not not. huge bleeders and they're not gonna yeah and they're not gonna mess around with it eight inches of just spongy hair yeah Yeah. because how do you but that would be such a sick hunt takes gallons of blood before it finally starts hitting the ground (laughs) yeah you know so well well anyways hey yeah thanks reno yeah, appreciate, appreciate you coming on, man. Oh, and thank uh, you guys. I thanks for everybody it. listening. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. So I hope we'll get you cool. on again. Oh, yeah. Thanks. See where your journey comes to, man. Yes. Excited to see it. I hope this was uh, beneficial for somebody out there who's maybe thinking of getting into hunting or, or anything like that. And just know, come see us and we'll chat with you. We have yeah. no quarrels with that. Where can we find you, Reno? <clears throat> Excuse me. Jeez. Where can we find you, Reno? Uh, Instagram, reno.photo, F O T O. Oh, I never did ask where Reno came from. Yeah, can we can we do that real quick? What? Okay, oh, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I moved here in 2005, and there was a, a soccer season is before school starts, and I showed up at like a practice, but it was like coaches couldn't be there, but like the seniors put on the practice to oh, gotcha, like okay. get you in shape or whatever. Yeah, and they're like, "What's your name?" And I was like, "Daniel Hall." 
Oh, no. <laughs> and they're like, oh, uh, there's already a Daniel Hall at the school that you, you go to, <laughs> so we're going to call you Reno. And so by the time school started, this we'd already had like three soccer games. And, and that's it. And people just like already knew me as Reno, as this like yeah. scrawny because you because you because you moved up I from moved here from, from, from Reno. Reno. Why? And so, why did you not just tell us your name's Daniel? You just like Reno. It's easier. I think it's just yeah. now it's become I like you, Daniel right? Hall. Man. Yeah. That's like you, now I feel like you belong in the hunting woods, Daniel Hall. Daniel, no, Hall. I think so Clark Kent, man. Yeah, That's I like Reno because yeah, it, yeah. it's just like it's, you it's you. how I know it's him. Yeah. <laughs> What's that mean? Like, or whatever? You can call me whatever like, you want. You call me whatever you want, just not that. <laughs> 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 all right everyone hey we really appreciate you guys tuning in yeah thanks guys and Thank we'll you. catch you on the next one